Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. The world. Dan Bickley. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Murata. The power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bickley and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning and happy shenanigans Wednesday to everybody in the Valley. What is happening? Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, Jared Carlin, Sarah Cazell, and an especially happy morning. Good morning to all you freaks who are working out at the gym I pass every morning on the way into work. It was 5 a.m. and I'm looking over and the parking lot is full wow. at this mountainside fitness right on Shea Boulevard. I'm like, that's, uh, that's just stunning. There's two ways to look at that. There's you know, one way you could say, wow, these people are dedicated. they treating their bodies as temples it's important to them the other way to look at it the more realistic one is what the hell is wrong with no, these that's, people you're right have you ever gone to a gym absurdly or no for any for any reason <laughs> no. i've done it once or twice for whatever reason and you feel like okay this is weird this is not what we're supposed to be doing when it's dark outside in the morning. There's a uh, or when it's light out. Or, or, <laughs> I joined. I joined a gym once. Did you? Yeah. The only workout I got was carrying that extra tag on my keychain. <laughs> None of you are going to relate to this because if you don't go, to the, you, then then That's you're not going to relate to this. But, I, but I'm going to tell you, this is a phenomenon that I see in the gym all the time, and I'm guilty of this. When you are working out and listening to music. You get into a space where you feel good. You've got endorphins, whatever it is, coursing through your body. You think you're doing something healthy. You get into a really good mood. And if you're listening to a song you like, you start rocking out while you're working out. And you think you're casting this great vibe. You look like the biggest dork in the world. When you're rocking out to music only you can hear. And you think that you're really, really cool. It's kind of like you, Jared. Yeah, I've been listening to music. <laughs> kind of like you. I, you actually can relate you were, to this. It, Jared was actually just, like, within the last five minutes, getting ready for the show, I saw him dancing on the other yes. side. And I was like, what the heck is wrong In with my you? head, I was singing a montage of the two different <laughs> REM songs about uh, the radio. Okay. So, that all is, right. That is, that's quite so. You did that the other morning. You walked into the studio. You sat down, and you just started bouncing. Well, as we dancing, established like, yesterday in the poll, I don't drink coffee. I don't drink energy drinks. I certainly don't sleep well or work out. So I have to manufacture <laughs> my own uh, energy somehow. You are truly amazing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, look at him. Forge, and nice forge, shirt, by the way. Forging through. Thank you. This is my Jew half shirt. The 70s want their drapes back. Yes. <laughs> but uh, just one more thing on the working out thing. How about those gyms that have the giant clear window? Mm-hmm. So you see everybody as, as you to the non-clear window. <laughs> well, in right. that in that like they're essentially right. on display for the people walking by. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What is right. that about? Yeah, I don't know. Well, because because if you're working out, you want to look at something. It's no, it's it's for the people on the outside. Oh, is it? Look at these healthy people okay. improving their lives. Uh-huh. Why aren't you in here? Uh-huh. That's yeah. what it's for. Uh-huh. You're disgusting. Be look, like that. I wish I. There's people that love it. I wish I had that in me. I've uh-huh. just oh, there's a, there's a female who works here that 
when she she had to work the morning shift a few times mm-hmm. and, and get in at five o'clock. She'd go to the she, gym at four. No, she'd go to the gym at two thirty because she because she has to get that workout. Yeah, yeah that's so the, she'd be done at three yeah. thirty and then get right. ready for work. That Pe- woman people is get not to that me. Level. In case you're <laughs> it wasn't Sarah. No, I didn't mean that. It was not me. I was, I tip yeah. my cap to the people that can do it. I wish I was one of them. I'm just not. I, All right. I, I need some other activity to go with my exercise. Yes. Like, Ladies, eating, yeah. Like yeah. eating and drinking. No, 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 no. <laughs> you need something to accompany the exercise. I, yeah, I, I told you. you. I was that close to getting hit by the golf bug. Uh-huh. I've been you, bitten by the pickleball but you, bug. Yeah, you exercised oh, that's yesterday. Right. Yes, that's I did. right. He's bitten by the pickleball bug. Yeah. Oh, okay. It might be contagious. Wow. I've heard that about that sport. <laughs> Jarek, start game. the show. The Splash. Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Cannonball. The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. It's Wednesday. That means the Cardinals back on the practice field today. We'll get a first look at the Week 10 injury report for both the Cardinals and the Carolina Panthers, who visit State Farm Stadium on Sunday. That means updates on, most notably, quarterback Kyler Murray, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, who, of course, both missed Last week's road win over the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I'm starting to get into that place, Bick, where what you said earlier this week is is resonating a What's little that? bit more. What's that? Cardinals proceeding with caution on Kyler Murray at the quarterback mm-hmm. position. Yeah. Based on opponents and based on their standing and where we are in the calendar yeah. and the you know the the location of the bye week coming up. Uh, the latter part is very interesting, and I think it, I think it's it it. it sort of commands a, a conversation today. The Cardinals, I think, got the better bye week out of anybody in their division. And it's later than every, normal. Everybody else has had their bye in the division. But the Rams haven't. Oh, the Rams haven't? No, they're 7-2. and two. Okay, alright. But yeah, normally we just got conditioned to right pretty much eight week eight or nine Cardinals getting the bye. Yeah. Much later this right. this, this year. Yeah, and and so that that's the later the better. Is generally the rule in the NFL. It, I think a lot of it has to go into circumstances at, at the time, too. Yeah. But it looks like it's going to work out for the Cardinals this year. I think you're right. Year. Yeah. We did get a bit of info on Carolina's injury situation at quarterback. Sam Darnold, apologies, it's not that he sucks. He actually has a fractured scapula. Uh, well, it's it should, not that he doesn't suck, though. Get, I mean, <laughs> both things can be true. He mm-hmm. should miss several weeks. P.J. Walker... Darnold's backup could very well be the starter for Carolina on Sunday. The Panthers also did sign former Cardinal Matt Barkley yesterday. If it is Walker, it would be only his second NFL start. He threw for 258 yards, a touchdown, and two picks in a Week 11 shutout of the Lions last season. But not ideal for the Panthers. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. officially went unclaimed on waivers yesterday, meaning that 31 teams passed on him and uh, picking up his $7.5 million salary. But now the Mercurial wide receiver is free to sign anywhere. A lot of speculation about the Packers mm-hmm. or the Seahawks being the landing spot for Beckham after his disappointing stint in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, it'll be curious to see exactly what he chooses mm-hmm. and where he wants to be. And who wants him? Does he, does he want to join the Rams because of the, the, the star power of that all? Does he want to go to New England, where they could really use him? I'm just wherever. Where would you rather be in in November and December playing football, hmm. Los Angeles or Foxborough? Yeah, I mean, 
that seems like an easy choice. Who would you potentially? But it's also L.A. Well, yeah, L.A. is no picnic. No. Who would you potentially catch without their shirt on in the locker room? Sean McVay or Bill Belichick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, another note on the Packers: they were fined three hundred thousand dollars for COVID violations of the NFL and NFL Players Association protocols. Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazard each slapped with a $14,650 fine. That news broken by Rob Domofsky of ESPN yesterday. Some reaction to that? Yeah, $14,000 fine to Aaron Rodgers. Um, C.D. Lamb was fined twenty grand for having his jersey untucked last week. Okay. He got another fine, C.D. Lamb? Mm -hmm. I told you. Tuck your shirt in, C.D. I know. (laughs) Twenty thousand dollars for your jersey being untucked. Aaron Rodgers fourteen thousand for ignoring COVID protocols all season long. Look, it's it, <laughs> it all makes sense. Yeah, it all it makes sure sense. Does. I mean, I uh-huh. I was told the Packers one hundred percent followed all protocols. <laughs> so why the fine? Right, right, exactly. Uh, Suns back in action tonight against the Portland Trailblazers at Footprint Center. They'll once again be without DeAndre Ayton. He continues to uh, recover from that leg contusion that caused him to miss three of the Suns' last four contests. Speaking of contusions, Landry Shamit foot contusion. Mm-hmm. He's doubtful to go tonight. Uh, Phoenix uh, and Portland, 7 o'clock tip, 6.30 pregame. Coverage uh, here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Denver big man and reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic, suspended one game for bl- his blindside knockdown of Markeith Morris in Monday night's game. Uh, Morris was fined fifty grand for his flagrant foul. Jimmy Butler was fined $30,000 for attempting to escalate the altercation. He didn't meet with security afterwards. Jokic will serve his suspension tonight. We, uh, we commented on that yesterday. And um, both players deserve what they got. It was a very dirty foul it by Markeith Morris, it and was there was an angle that I, was yeah, an right, angle that was shown right, to us later that right. we hadn't seen yes. that kind of opened my eyes. Yes, Jokic can't react that way. No, no. Um, but what what a drama, huh? That whole the whole Jokic brothers versus the Morai brothers was I, just fabulous. I would pay. I would too. Yeah. I really would too. Yeah. Uh, Coyotes. Did you see what Marcus Morris did later in the day to Shannon Sharp? Did you hear what he told Shannon Sharp? Shut your drunk ass up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who hasn't been told that? <laughs> Recently. Uh, the Coyotes looking to make it two straight tonight as they host the Minnesota Wild at Hilla River Arena. That's a 7 o'clock faceoff. Coverage on ESPN two, uh, 620 AM and 98.7 FM HD 2 starting at 630. College Hoops. Uh, three of the four teams in the state, the Division One teams, got wins last night. ASU opened up with a win over Portland, 76-60. to Kamani Lawrence had 19-10. and Arizona won Tommy Lloyd's coaching debut. They blew out NAU, 81-52 in Tucson. GCU got by Grambling State, 74-53. Uh, Cal and USC football postponed this weekend until December 4th, the day after the Pac-12 wow. championship game because Cal continues to be... <laughs> Ravaged by COVID nineteen results, but don't they have different protocol? Than- they, they do. They do. It's it's stricter uh, rules. It's the most strict in, in the nation still. So this is the first FBS game postponed by COVID all year. Imagine if Aaron Rodgers was still at Cal, the Conference of Champions. <laughs> <laughs> They'd never play another game. <laughs> Uh, you new, should have saved that I, for the cabal. As I was saying it. It's outstanding. Yeah, you wasted that at 6.13 a.m. Uh, <laughs> a different audience every 15 minutes. That's right. Uh, new college football Great. playoff rankings were released last night. Top two remain the same. Georgia and Alabama. Oregon moves up to three. Ohio State four. Michigan State plummeted out of the top four. 
following their loss to Purdue last week. Cincinnati still undefeated, moved up to five. Ooh, the closest right there, Vinny. a non-power they're five right team there. has ever been to the top four. <laughs> and that is where they're going to stay, Vinny. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's your splash for Wednesday, uh, November 10th, 2021. Coming up next, Cardinals. They got quarterback questions of their own, but so do their opponents going into Sunday. We'll get into all the latest next. Spickley and Murata Mornings live from the Ak-Chin Community Studios, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Bickley and Murata. Dan Bickley and Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Sam Darnold, uh, after a couple of days of tests, it has been revealed that he has a fractured scapula. That is a uh, bone on the back of your shoulder. The Panthers had mentioned that uh, Darnold had a shoulder issue, but Ian Rappaport reporting that there is a non-displaced fracture, so he's likely out several weeks. Now, uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, I reported earlier that the Panthers were bringing in Matt Barkley, signing him off the Titans practice squad. I said that's an indication they're a little bit worried about Sam Darnold's shoulder. Well, this is why Darnold expected to miss uh, several weeks with that shoulder issue. Now, he'd been struggling the last couple of weeks, so perhaps... You know, sitting back, taking a rest, watching P.J. Walker play could be good for him to, uh, you know, reset himself a little bit. We'll see. Uh, but from a health standpoint, should be a few weeks for Darnold on the side. That is Mike Garofolo, NFL Network, with the uh, news yesterday coming out of Charlotte. And that is pertinent to the Arizona Cardinals because the Carolina Panthers coming to town to take on the 8-1 yeah. Cardinals on Sunday. Uh, Sam Darnold's out a few weeks, fractured scapula. Does not sound all yeah. that uh, pleasurable, but I think this is actually uh, bad news for the Cardinals. Why is that? Because Sam Darnold is the worst starting quarterback in the NFL, and I think they could have feasted on him, and that fear of the unknown with P.J. Walker creeps in. You don't know what you're going to get. Sam Darnold has the most interceptions in football, mm-hmm. uh, tied with uh, Joe Burrow. He's one of three starting quarterbacks in double digits already in interceptions. Uh, the other being Patrick Mahomes. The difference between Mahomes, Burrow, and then Darnold is they both have over 20 touchdown passes. Mm. Darnold has seven. He's got the lowest quarterback rating of any non-rookie starter. Only Justin Fields and Zach Wilson are below him. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish Sam Darnold was playing. Well, I I don't. I think that this is a huge break for the Arizona Cardinals. I I hear what you're saying about Sam Darnold. He's been really bad to the point where he had a a teammate berating him after a horrible interception last week. And he has been that bad in the last three weeks. But there was a time early... When he was playing well, when we actually thought, "Oh wow, is this a is this a has this been a Jets problem all along?" P.J. Walker has completed three of fifteen pass attempts for thirty three yards this season. He played his college ball in Temple. Yes, there's the fear of the unknown, but I I would fear Sam Darnold's already beaten the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in a different life. Um. <laughs> Well, you mentioned it too. Sam Darnold started out playing well. Uh huh. So did the Panthers, <laughs> right? They're not good. Right? No, uh, and he's been a heart of the problem. But that was a team, so, and I remember having the discussions with you when, mm-hmm. when, when both Denver and Carolina started out three and zero. We kind of gauged the uh, the fraudulent scale, mm-hmm. and I had Denver higher on that scale. They've turned out to be a much better team. Carolina stinks. Now they do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because of Sam but again, but again, there was a time when they thought they were in it. They were actively bringing in elite cornerbacks to their room 
because they thought we can do this. We can win now. And that's obviously been exposed. I I get what you're saying, because Vance Joseph, this is the whole Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance thing all over again. We know Jimmy Garoppolo. We know his strengths. We know his weaknesses. We know how to defend him. We know that jawline. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Skin tone. It's alarming. Amazing head of hair. Right. Um, And and so I get that. But but P.J. Walker is not Trey Lance. No, in terms of a you know a, a high leverage marquee draft pick. So yeah, there's the fear of the unknown. Yes, there's the fear of the trap game. But to me, this is quite a this is quite um, this is quite a manageable assignment. If Colt McCoy is having to make a second start this weekend, you would think that you know, Christian McCaffrey's back. He should have a bigger role in the offense this week, even if it is PJ Walker. And I don't see how it won't be PJ Walker. Sam Darnold, by the way, in his last six starts after that three and zero start has completed 54% of his passes, four touchdowns, 10 interceptions, been sacked 16 times, and has a rating of 56.5. Those are numbers, quite honestly, in today's NFL that are hard to achieve if you tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's that bad. Again, I don't. he's been that bad. I don't know if he is that bad. Because he, he was good early on. So how do you explain that if he's he, that bad? He was so good early on that the Jets, what a bunch of morons. Yeah. How could they so, give I up? Mean, a- I mean, I get that. Yes, he had. I mean, Robbie Anderson was lighting him up on the sidelines last week. And when do you see that? I think he sucks. To yeah. answer your question, well, and listen, I'm not saying he doesn't, but he played well in the first half of the season. It, three, so you, three, but he's, you, he's so you more, agree with him? You would rather play Sam Darnold than PJ no, Walker? No, but I, I, I don't All think right. it's much of a a drop off. Okay. Now PJ the the. Recent history of spring football leagues. He played for one of them. I don't know which league it was. It all blends together for me now. Nobody finished the season, so uh, he was one of the stars of whatever league he played in. Take that for what it's worth. Okay, yeah, okay. Look, so you still so you'd, you'd rather have that guy than the guy that was six and zero at one point in time this season. He was three and zero, three and whatever it is. He was nine and zero. That wasn't the first half of the season. That's what it was. Sorry. (laughs) Star of the Houston Roughnecks. Houston. Thank you. From the XFL two that will be the 3.0 XFL in, what, two years? Because you smell what The Rock is cooking, right? Oh. That keeps getting pushed back, huh? Wasn't that supposed to yeah. start soon? It was supposed to start in, I think, February of this coming year, and now it's 23. I was told the USFL is rebooting, and oh. I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, Vince, you're the, you're Which the historian. Which former professional wrestler is running that league now? <laughs> <laughs> Greg the Hammer Valentine oh is, the, is the commissioner there. Uh, how's that? How's that That's for good wrestling yeah, knowledge, wow. right? Big eighties reference. <laughs> Why didn't Carolina just bring Cam Newton back? Yeah, he's not busy. He's Nobody's busy. brought him back. Nobody's Isn't that some, brought him with back. all the injuries yeah, right. and for all the COVID people that and... thought uh, vaccination status was holding Cam <laughs> oh, Newton back. Right. Man. Apparently, that's wow. not the case. Yeah. Wow. Wow. He's definitely going to the same. Poor Cam Newton's calling up everyone. I got. Nope. Come on, I got Pfizer, I got Moderna, I got J and J, I got everything. Come on, I got all of them. I got my boosters. I got... <laughs> uh, week ten of the NFL season kicks off tomorrow night. Still time to sign up for Bix Picks. Text Pick to six twenty six twenty. Get signed up. Compete against Dan Bickley for your chance at the grand prize of a tailgate package that features a Yeti Tundra cooler and grill, courtesy of Modelo Especial. Weekly winners will receive a one hundred dollar gift card to Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers. Just text the word Pick P I C K to 620-620 to enter. Uh, Coming up next, Suns getting ready for another game tonight against Portland. Can they make it six in a row? 
They'll have to do it without DeAndre Ayton. That and more Suns news straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. You know, it's hard to, to get a rhythm when you've had as many guys in and out as we've had. Campaign's been out, Elford's been in, DA's been out, you know, that kind of thing. But I feel like we're, we're moving in the right direction. We haven't put a complete game together yet. That happens in the NBA. I, mean, I was watching Memphis earlier. I thought they were going to lose. They came back and won in overtime. I mean, you, the, the game is about runs and how you handle those emotional swings. We've been winning some ugly games lately, and that's okay. You know, sometimes you, we'd love to win them all by 30, but you just want to win, and that's what we did tonight. It's Monty Williams uh, a couple nights ago after the Suns beat Sacramento on the road. They're back home tonight, but the gist of that comment by Monty Williams, hey, hard to get into a rhythm when you're missing people, and the Suns are going to be yeah. missing people tonight. At least DeAndre Ayton, maybe Landry Shamit as well, yeah. two rotation guys, so... We'll see how they adjust. They've adjusted pretty well without DeAndre Ayton, I will say. Mm-hmm. They've won all the games that he's missed. Uh, Landry Shamit looked to be getting more and more comfortable in the rotation. So is Alfred Payton the guy now that gets those minutes at the at the backup too? Do they just uh, you know overcome it elsewhere? We, we shall see tonight. Um, and you can hear the Suns and Portland uh, right here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Probably heard Sarah mention it uh, if you've been listening uh, on the updates about the other Sun story that's out there, and that's in relation to the investigation that has been launched by the NBA into the Sun's workplace culture, stemming from that inter, uh, that long piece that came out last week by Baxter Holmes uh, of ESPN. Baxter Holmes wrote the piece uh, yesterday that is now on ESPN.com about uh, the wife of Robert Sarver, Penny Sarver, sending text messages to a handful of former employees, um, kind of voicing displeasure mm-hmm. that uh, they've spoken on this matter, accused them of, of spreading lies and ruining uh, their family, and I'm paraphrasing. Um, kind of a weird tactic there. Yeah, that was, not, that was not very smart, and it's also kind of sad to me because this is only going to continue to get worse. We have spoken before about Robert Sar- the video of Robert Sarver following the uh, death of uh, Richard Heckman, Dick Heckman, who uh, was a longtime minority owner of the Suns, and, and the speech he gave was wholly inappropriate um, in a normal context. But given it was in the context of a roast, which Robert Sarver subsequently said, you look at it in a different light. That video now is repopulating online. Mm-hmm. And it's repopulating online to say, see, all these things that these people complained about in the ESPN report, look, they, th- that's, look, he, he's saying I'm right here. There's more and more of this coming. And, and at some point in time, you just wonder if it wouldn't just be smart for Robert Sarver to just sell this basketball team, to, to put an end to what's coming, to, to not have this franchise have to deal with the stain of what's coming. And just tap out, because when I when I see a man's wife so desperate and so hurt by what's happening, that that is what she does. That's what I feel that maybe it would be best to just end this because this is coming from everywhere. Yeah, there's not um, there's not a denial on Penny Sarver's part. She's quoted in the Baxter Holmes piece uh, quote over the weekend. I decided on my own to reach out to a few people to try to set the record straight and share how disappointed and hurt I am by the lies 
that are circulating about my husband and the son's organization. I shared the betrayal that I felt, and I touched on some of the pain that we were going through as a family. Any suggestion suggestion that I tried to intimidate anyone is as silly as it is wrong and outrageous. Um, it could be sliced up a, a number of different mm-hmm. ways, but again, when the investigation is on, whew, well, uh, if you, but, yeah. but if you if you read what what she actually sent, that gives a different view of everything as well. Yeah, and one, we don't, and my point is, this is not good for the basketball team to endure months and months and months of this. No, and we've talked about it. Okay, how does this affect the on-court product? And it hasn't yet. Not um, yet. The the Suns uh, on-floor product from coaches to players have, have said the right things. They've handled their business uh, night to night on mm-hmm. a pre- in a pretty professional way. But you're right. I mean, everybody's bracing for a long investigation. I don't know. In terms of what will be released to the public during the course of that investigation, probably not anything until the whole thing is complete. Uh, I was actually surprised to get this story this quick into well, I it. I know, I know. Uh, but you know, the longer it drags, the longer uh, you're, the, the greater the potential that it does affect the the on court without basketball a doubt. Product. Because you 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 can't say we welcome this NBA investigation and then go to try to reach out to witnesses uh, who that's might a, be participating a, in the investigation. Great way to put it. Yeah. And so that that to me, it, this is, and that's, and that's it. That's a window into what this what this investigation is doing to Robert Sarver's wife. I've met Penny Sarver once. I've talked to her a couple times. Seems like a super super cool person. I, part of me feels really sad about this. Anybody who has children would can relate to that kind of thing. So that that's why I think at some point in time, I, I would really hope that that would be a way to solve this because. You don't want this on this organization either. You don't want this ongoing and and staining an organization that was just in the NBA Finals. And then we've got the DeAndre Ayton thing. I will feel much better about everything when he returns to the court. Because which, yeah, which won't happen tonight. Which won't happen tonight. So and again, so this is going to test this basketball team. And and Monty Williams is right. They've just got to keep winning games and, and win them ugly if you have to, and just click them off. And, knock them off and just kind of just do that and be happy with that. And and there are issues with the basketball team, as you know. I think some are getting better. Their three-point defense, they still rank really, really poorly in the league in that. There, there's some things they can obviously get better at. But it's also really just a matter of just win ugly now because we know what this team is going to do when the games matter. We saw that in the second half and in the fourth quarter against the Hawks. That game yeah. spoke to them. They rose to the without DeAndre Ayton. That was a perfect description of what you're talking about, um, especially on the three point defense front. Mm-hmm. It seemed like in the third quarter, everything the Hawks were throwing up was going in. Yeah. A lot of those were open looks from three. Mm-hmm. When the game was in the balance in the fourth quarter, the Suns did tighten up defensively, made things a lot more difficult. And I think the, the Hawks shot sub thirty percent in that fourth quarter. Uh, and that was maybe the the best stretch of consistent defense that we've seen this season. We've also seen the Suns in their last game bounce back from uh, a you know a, a tough loss to Sacramento. They avenged that loss. Portland gave them fits yeah. up, up in Portland. That was a that was a gross basketball game. And again, one of those situations where Portland got a lot of open looks and knocked them down. Right. It's another opportunity to 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 right a wrong from a, from a basketball standpoint. The, uh, the other thing that I think the Suns will get much better at, I think this is p- 
purely a focus and energy issue is they, they've committed a lot of turnovers and they've given up a lot of points off of turnovers. They were awesome at that category last year. They took care of the basketball tremendously last year. Third fewest points allowed off turnovers for all of last season. Mm-hmm. They're eighth worst this season. So that, that, but that to me, the turnover issue, that, that's just a team that's not fully engaged. I and, agree. With, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, the so other just ba- keep winning, and I'm cool. Yeah, tonight, uh, tip-off a little after 7, uh, Portland and the Suns. The other story that came out, we commented on it briefly yesterday, briefly in the splash today, the Jokic-Morris thing. <laughs> um, look, the Morris's reputation around the league is very well-deserved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in a game yeah. that was basically out of reach for the Heat, uh, Markeith Morris delivers a foul to the reigning MVP where... Came in from the side, delivered the take foul at half court. I hate those, by the way. I I really wish the NBA would crack down on those types of fouls. I agree. Uh, Totally disrupts the flow of the game. But uh, there was some contact to the knees. There was some contact up. Morris, you know, that's what he does. So Mm -hmm. he doesn't think anything of it. He turns around and is walking away. And Jokic loses his cool again and pushes him from behind and launches him to the floor. I mean, that was not any kind of flopping by Marquise Morris. That was a legit, this this giant man just pushed me to the ground. Yeah. Jokic gets the one-game suspension. He talked about it afterwards and said, I can't lose my cool like that. And we talked about it yesterday, that that might be going on scouting reports now. You can get under Nikola Jokic's skin. Uh, but we were sent a different angle of that uh, that I hadn't seen. Um, both things are true. It was a dirty foul by Morris and a dirty retaliation by Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Both things are, and then Tyler Hero comes up afterwards and starts to get Nikola Jokic's face and like, no, nah, actually, I'm not going to mess with that guy. <laughs> I have a little debate going on in in uh, uh-huh. in my head about who would be the least intimidating looking NBA player that's active right now. He'd be one of them. Tyler Hero's on the list. <laughs> Kevin Herter from Atlanta's on there. Um, uh, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero's teammate, is on there. Who's the left-handed shooter for the Bucks? Um. Pat Connaughton? No. No, maybe it's not the Bucks. There, there, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll figure it out. That He would go on that list of unintimidating basketball players. But I give Tyler Hero credit. Yeah. At least he gave the, uh, the, the indication <laughs> that he was ready to throw down. Yeah. You can tell he practices that mean mug in the mirror when he gets right. home at night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. One of the answers, I know he's tall, but he looks kind of like me, so one of the answers has to be, Frank Kaminsky. Frank Kaminsky. At least intimidating. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. not an intimidating face yeah. at all. But compared Frank didn't to Tyler exactly Hero, Duncan Paul's Robinson, back. and Kevin Herter, he, Frank yeah. looks like a badass yeah. with the haircut <laughs> and, the, and the facial <laughs> hair and the physical size. Uh-huh. I disagree. Okay. Uh, you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, will Aaron Rodgers be back on the uh, field for the Green Bay Packers this week? Well, he certainly went back on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. We'll tell you what he said and the fines that came uh, due to his last appearance, we'll uh, talk about it next. Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Bickley and Murata. Hash marks. I'm an athlete. I'm not an activist. So I'm going to get back to doing what I do best, and that's playing ball. I shared my opinion. It wasn't one that was, that was come to uh, frivolously. It involved a lot of study and what I felt like was in my best interest for my body. But further comments... You know, I'm going to keep between 
myself and my doctors and about any of those things after this interview. Darren Rodgers yesterday appearing on the Pat McAfee show, going back to uh, football, doing what he does best, which mm-hmm. is not research, uh, although he did do a lot of that on his own. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, there was a fine that was handed out yesterday to a $300,000 fine by the league to the Green Bay Packers for violation of COVID protocols. A couple of players, including Aaron Rodgers, Alan Lazard being the other one, they were hit by with personal fines of, of $14,000 mm-hmm. uh, and, and change. Uh, and there's people apparently um, that are upset with the the small amount of the fine you you brought it up in the splash that Aaron Rodgers got fined less than CD Lamb did for not having his jersey tucked in again <laughs> um that's a repeated offense for CD Lamb but still that, that even though you could do that every week finding somebody more money for an untucked shirt than covid violations seems absolutely asinine if i got fined for untucked shirts Uh-oh. i would be broke right now oh boy yeah I don't think I've ever seen you with a tucked-in shirt. Well, I, when I wear when I when I dress when I dress official shirt yes. and tie, of course I tuck in. Then never been invited to any uh, kind of affair where you've dressed nicely like that. I, I don't think you and I would mingle at an event like that. Where, <laughs> where would we conceivably be paired in something like that? I don't know. All right, Sarah's um, wedding. So all right. yeah, exactly. The, there you the, go. Uh, somebody in the newsroom did the math that the the fourteen thousand dollar fine. For Aaron Rodgers, based on like his salary, seventy-five cents was was the equivalent of of somebody who makes forty thousand dollars a year being fined thirty-two dollars. <laughs> um, again, I, I think that Aaron Rodgers. The reason why I am so mad at him for this is it, it, the intentional deception. He can't he can't run away from that. And secondarily, triggering the political and bringing them into this is just heinous on his behalf. You you and I've experienced this. After I unloaded on De- uh, on Aaron Rodgers, I got clapback from anti-vaxxers who said uh, just basically, "Oh, you liberal bleep 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 bleep." I'm mad at Aaron Rodgers for lying. What what is political about that? The point that it triggers people that way is exactly why he did it. No. It's exactly why he did it. We had that discussion. Aaron Rodgers was creative with his language. He did it purposely. He got away with it from August until November. Um, It's time to pay the piper. He's paying the piper. At the heart of it, yes, I get this point, and people have pointed this out to me. It's every individual's choice on whether or not to get vaccinated. Right. right. That's fine. You can do that. Aaron Rodgers didn't go frivolously. He did do whatever his research consisted of. Mm-hmm. I get it. Uh, but the fact that, that, that that's the fact that bothers me the most because there's other unvaccinated players in the NFL, and they've yeah. been raked over the coals and maybe some more unfairly than Aaron Rodgers have. Uh, a guy named Cole was raked over the coals, in fact. <laughs> Cole Beasley. Uh, that's true. Uh, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, Cole Beasley, they've all been at the forefront of abuse and criticism, uh, and they've backed it up in, in different ways, but at least they initially stood by their own decision. Mm-hmm. They had the conviction to stand by their own decision. Exactly. Nobody tried, None of those three tried to, or, or, or any other unvaccinated player, I guess there's a couple reports of guys using... Uh, fake vaccination cards, which right. is not very good either. But Aaron Rodgers didn't do that. He could have answered the question back in August. Why didn't he answer it 
completely okay. honestly because yeah, he right. had he had to offer somewhat of uh, an apology yesterday. So I just want to start off the show by acknowledging that you know I made some comments that that people might have uh, felt were misleading and. Uh, you know, to anybody who felt misled by those comments, I take full responsibility for those comments. Okay, and that's enough. I don't need to hear I'm anymore. Excited about feeling sure? I'm, I'm sure. I, listen, people might have felt were misleading. Okay, that's that's not an apology. I don't need to hear any more of that garbage. That's, that's the non-apology apo- non apology. But that's more creative language. Yeah, exactly. It, that's exactly right. And that's the, the I apologize to anyone who, who was who upset might have by been offended. offended yeah. as if, have you as noticed if it's your fault that you're offended and not not what I did? Anybody who apologizes now when it's a big time eyes on you apology, they never say the words "I'm sorry" anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. The, okay, listen, Aaron Rodgers believes that it's ridiculous that he needs to walk into a press conference with a mask on when everybody in that room had to have been vaccinated to be there and is wearing masks. Okay, maybe you've got a point, but that's protocol. And if you claim I'm I'm not following that, so I'm going to deceive everyone to show that I'm smarter than everyone, I, I just... He's lost me, man. And then yeah, defensive are, when he gets called right, out. Yes. Right, exactly. Those you are two different things, Beck. Those are absolutely two different things. Yeah. Because I wonder, I'm a rule follower by nature, mm-hmm. but I also wonder about the origin of rules and why they exist. And do I agree with all the protocols that are out there? No. 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 A lot of it is optical. A lot of it is for appearance sake. And I get, I, I get that point, but... They're in place, yeah. and there has to be penalties well, for rules that are broken that are clearly in place. Yes, yes. The sad thing about this, I was I was visiting with the doctor yesterday who flat out, and we were talking about this, and he flat out said, look, do, did, did I believe everything about this when it came out? No. But I knew if I got vaccinated, that would mean there would be a hospital bed open if somebody needed it, and that would be my civil responsibility, the idea of being a good citizen. Trusting the science, and and he said if if everybody would have done that, we there wouldn't be masks anywhere right now. We would be long past this pandemic. But let me ask you this: Did that doctor ever host Fear Factor? <laughs> Stop. Yes or no? What was his role on news radio? I don't know. <laughs> right, and again, it's, has that doctor it, but, ever done color commentary on a UFC yeah, match? On. Ever? How many? How many matches? It's like ASU is trying to get a season started, and there's players who can't participate. There's a football game that's canceled in college, and you're like, can this stop? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could, feel me. You know. You, I could give a rat's behind <laughs> about Cal versus USC this weekend, <laughs> but the fact that we got this long without having a game postponed after the crap that college football went through last year... They right. were so close to ending this thing. Right. And it, oh. <laughs> yeah. All right, coming up next, uh, Cardinals getting ready for the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. But a look back, an interesting look back on one particular play from uh, their win against San Francisco. That and more next. Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.